0: The Waddle & Sylvie Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: So again, don't forget, Stony Point Grill tomorrow in Mokina. That's where Waddle and I will be at. It's a busy weekend. So we'll be at Stony Point Grill thanks to Miller Lite tomorrow. That's at 19031 Old LaGrange Road. We'll all be in action for uh, the Bears game on Saturday. It's 8 uh, a.m. for uh, Black and Abdallah. Then I'll be on with Dion Miller. I'm sure uh, we'll talk to Courtney then, too. We missed her uh, the last couple of weeks. We will have Courtney on the pregame show uh, this Saturday. And then we'll have the postgame. And everything. And I
0: hear it's going to be a perfect, like, 75 degrees and sunny.
1: Yes, it's, it's a v- a very fall-like. The uh, sweltering Saturday. heat will have moved out by then. It's going to be great. And then we're going to have football fest on Sunday. You talk about three days of action. Will you show up, what, about 7.15 to greet people a.m.? Is At that the, when you're going to be there? Uh, you're driving me. Remember, I asked you oh, about this. Right. You're driving me. Uh, so are you we can't showing be, up that you, early? You
0: can't, you can't
1: linger. You got to get in and get out. Well, I'm, I'm, do, I got I to do a column for Shaw Media. Daily Herald. I think it's... In the, so
0: you're going to sit in my front seat with a typewriter? I may sit in the back.
1: it out? In the, the laptop. You know what? You'd be better off sitting in the back anyway. I don't want you in the front. I think I'll be in the back. Good. Okay. Stay there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type out uh, Good. about a, a thousand words. I don't know. I, can't, I still don't know what A Thousand Words is. I, I, I do it by feel. Courtney would laugh at that, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, so come out and see us tomorrow. Stony Point Grill in Mokina. Do you know what A Thousand Words is? Do I know what well, it do is? Would you know by eye what A Thousand Words is? Probably not. Yeah. I wrote that article years before you did. You voiced it, and then they wrote it for you. Kiss my backside and
0: i didn't have like i was writing it
1: writing it because you back a ghost when a ghostwriter. writer
0: writing. wasn't joe stevenson your ghost writer Get out of here it, it, yeah, i've read your column it looks like <laughs> braxton's your <laughs> ghostwriter.
1: writer <laughs> three courtney Crowden. she joins us on the car x tire and auto hotline. But, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the headline of this week's article do you know what th- <laughs> do you know a thousand words when you just stare at, at the computer screen
2: I can tell by the time you get to, in Microsoft Word, three-fourths of the second page, because I use 12-point font, Arial is the uh, the, t- is the text, so by look of it, if I'm like right around the three-fourths mark of the second page, it's probably 900 to 1,000 words. but. I mean, you can just use chat GPT to write this for you. I think that's like what it's for. Oh,
1: come on now. By the
0: way, do you have someone that drives you around while you get to write your columns?
2: Shoot, I wish. Gosh, I could be so much more effective if I could work to and from um, the city. That's why I thought, remember what like, wasn't there supposed to be helicopters going from O'Hare down to River North? Like they were supposed to like be the commuter thing. That's what yes. I wanted to get on. Yeah. it's going to be an able Uber to get helicopter. Up here every day. They're going to have Uber. Yeah, I mean, yes. I guess that that's what the next thing I need to start. Uh, see if ES- ESPN will pay for that.
1: Well, don't you have to, <laughs> don't you need that to work for a few months before you actually uh, start uh, being a you passenger? You do want to be one of the test pilots. Yes, now, you want to be one of the ta- test riders, Courtney?
2: I think it's probably safer than the uh, ocean gate thing. Like I wouldn't have wanted <laughs> to be one of the first people on that obvi- for obvious reasons, yeah. but um, no, I-, I think that, I think it'd be fine, but you know, our guy Adam Schechter that we're going to see at Football Fest, like, I know he has a driver when he goes to and from if he has to be in New York. But he's got to be working. You can't, like, someone like that who's on their phone consistently can't possibly be driving at the same time. So it would literally be a hazard from his work. So I guess we've got to get on that train.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Really quick, before we get to the um, the Bears news of the day, I know you're a Cubs fan, right? Um so, we want to ask you about Otani. Knowing with his injury, would you still sign him for 10 years, $400, uh, $400 million?
2: I, first off, I hate this. I hate it so much that it got to this point mm-hmm. because he was complaining about fatigue weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they were still forcing this thing through because Artie Marino wants to win in this very small window that he knows he has with Shohei Otani. And it just sucks that it got to this point. It's going to make his free agency. Really interesting, but this is what I'm concerned about: is this UCLs in the same elbow that he had Tommy John not that long ago? So I still think he's probably a half a billion dollar player. I would love to see him in Chicago. I think that would be just awesome for where the Cubs are going and to make a big splash like that. But you know, once we find out, I assume this means they're shutting him down for the rest of the year. He will not can't pitch, pitch yeah. probably, But can you hit? That's yes. my question. Oh, and like, I think so. I don't know. I'm. I think the whole fatigue thing. I think that that could potentially linger, and you don't want to open up. Like, if I'm him, worrying about free agency, I don't want him to put myself at risk for further injury. I think yeah, the smartest point. thing to do would be to, um, you know, to shut it down completely when you're worrying about your future. But then again, God, the Angels look really dumb for not trying to at least field offers, realistic ones, to trade him before the deadline because this was always inevitable. Yeah, it was this- always something that what you had was on the table with somebody who's you know, a two-way player, and he does it consistently.
0: I think the scroll on ESPN was saying that he obviously will not pitch at all the remainder of the season, and it still hasn't been decided whether or not he'll serve as the DH. So that decision hasn't been Mm -hmm. made. Mm -hmm. So, Um,
1: All right, so news of the day at Hall, and that is that the starters who are healthy are playing. Yes.
2: That is true. And so there should be have been a meeting that happened around one forty five where they were gonna determine snap counts and you know, how many series are you giving Justin Fields in the in the offense? And the thing they have to consider here is the offensive line is down a lot of starters and there's a lot of moving parts and you don't want to expose him to poor pass protection when you don't need to. I mean, week one's a different scenario. You've got to play with whoever you have in front of you week one, but so when you can prevent it from potentially being catastrophic, which, of course, I mean, if you're not behind a great offensive line and he doesn't have time and he takes one hit uh, the wrong way, then that puts him in jeopardy. So I know they're factoring all those things in there. I don't think, given the circumstances of this O-line, it'll be as long as we saw him play in that preseason finale last year against Cleveland. But, you know, very clearly they want to get him some work in. Um, And that's, you know, Matt Eberflew said this was a decision that was made independent of what we saw from Sean McDermott uh, in Buffalo earlier today, saying that Josh Allen and the starters would play. But I would imagine this is probably going to be a two-series and out sort of thing, again, for the first-team offense.
0: Courtney, how unsettled are you, as somebody who's there every day, seeing guys come out and not participating? And I guess where I'm going with this is, which of the guys that are on— and this is a long list— which guys do you expect will be available when the season opens up? And who has maybe injuries, the guys that have injuries that may linger a little longer? Because we, and I know that we're just guessing here because they don't give us really any information.
2: You know, I think there's obviously big concerns and the, like with, you know, Chase Claypool having been out now for two weeks. And of course the Jaquan Brisker thing. Yeah. It's it's weird because he's still listed. It, he's still day to day in the eyes of Matt Eberflus. Yet this has been truly week to week. He has not been out there since the beginning of August. And I, I think that the biggest concerns you have are the ones like a Nate Davis who has not, first off, he's new. And last I checked, the whole plug and play notion, I think, For an offensive line that's going through a massive state of flux right now, you can't just lean back on that and and the fact that he's been playing in the NFL for a while. like Time on task, actual reps where you're going full speed, in pads, we've seen him less than a handful of times. I mean, he was even limited last week in Indianapolis when he and Tari Carter were splitting reps when they were in pads, and I just – I'm concerned about that one, and I'm concerned the fact that we haven't seen this player much at all this offseason, dating back to the spring, too. That is a pretty big red flag. But these other injuries, you know, I think there's only so much that you can do in terms of being you know, about the precautionary stuff. And we know that, four, I think it was 16 guys today, there were 21 yesterday yeah, some of this stuff is because they can get away with not practicing, uh, you know, 22% twenty-two percent of their roster on August 23rd, which was yesterday, but you can't just tell me all of those are precautionary. Right. You know what I mean? And All of those are, oh, like, this. Will, if this would be week one, it's a completely different story. I think there is something to be said, potentially, about what's going on in practice and, you know, the health of this team and, you know, all of the things that we saw throughout training camp, they got away with being healthy for a while until they weren't like, this has been an onslaught for the last couple of weeks. And that's not a great feeling. I think when you're looking at the theme and trying to project out, you know, how is this health going to translate over to week one? Because you're not just going to magically snap your fingers and have 20 guys back, but like, that's just not the case.
1: Right. Right. And I get it. I get whenever someone hears people being in their mind, overly concerned about all this stuff, they say, guys, it, it, like, it, it could get well for week one. But this is not Like, – let's face it. This is not how you script it out. This is not how you map it out. If you asked Matt Eberflus back in July, the day they reported to camp, and you told him this is how all the starters would be going into this camp and this is how many guys would miss and how many weeks they would miss – he would say this is not how he would want it to be.
2: No, of course not. And it's it's unfortunate that they got, like, you know, their biggest thing was continuity along the offensive line. For the first time ever, they going into the end of, you know, end of minicamp, they knew who their starting five was. And now it's back to last year. And it's just, it's kind of, there's kind of like some like comedic irony in all of this where, one injury to Tevin Jenkins with this leg injury, that's supposed to keep him out, you know, for potentially a couple games. Like that's the snowball effect. Cause if you, if you knew this ahead of time, would you have gone out and gotten Nate Davis? Would you have gone out and done the things that you did on the offensive line? Would you've gone about it differently? Because the starting five you had in your mind going into the season might not be the, it certainly is not going to be. Because Tevin Jenkins likely won't be there for week one. Um, it's, some of the decisions you can look at everything in hindsight and we know that injuries happen in this game, but gosh, to have it like to five of your six of your top six offensive linemen be dealing with things. And I think the concerning thing is you see some guys get out there after working through something. And then there's clearly a setback, whether the coaches want to say it or not. And that's what we're seeing with Lucas Patrick, because so Monday we're out here for practice and it's, it's a walkthrough, but it didn't feel like a normal walkthrough because I felt like they were going a little bit faster in moments, there was, you know, it's a good amount of red zone stuff. And then, so he's out there, he's snapping with the first team offense, and that's in shells. So then on Tuesday, he's in pads. It's Doug Kramer and Dieter Island taking the reps with the first team at center because Patrick was still in quote unquote ramp up mode. But then they're back to shells yesterday, and he doesn't practice, and today did not practice. So tell me what that is. Because if that's not a setback, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> I don't know what I'm being sold on because it doesn't make any sense. Why he could be okay one day and then not okay another day, and I think if you're Ryan Poles, if you're Matt Eberflus, going back to July 25th, they most certainly would not have scripted it out that way because where's the continuity in somebody who can practice one day and then you know, effectively you know, not able to do anything the next three days?
1: Yeah. And Look, and and, and this is what I'm concerned about. Uh, I, I've said this all off season. I want them ready to play to beat the Packers. This is the Packers. Uh, I'm tired of getting dominated by the Packers. It's a new day with Jordan Love. You have to set the tone in this new stage of the rivalry against Jordan Love. If you've got a bunch of guys who are out of shape and not ready to go 70 snaps in a football game and you lose because you're not ready, uh, that concerns me. The following week, you go to Red Hot Florida. Where now, all of a sudden you're you're facing the elements the third week you're playing the chiefs in Kansas City, like all of a sudden in September, you could be looking at a big hole um yeah. like so so i i want I want this team to get off to a good start they're building something here. I don't want them to dig an early hole because they're not ready to play football in September. It's cool to say it's a ramp up time for all the other good teams. But they're not one of the good teams. They're building a culture. And I want them to be ready to play football here in September because it doesn't get easier for them uh, right out of the gate.
2: And that's why I think there's so much confidence, at least outwardly right now with the Green Bay Packers, because you're seeing it in preseason games. Jordan Love and a very young offense. I mean, they've got a lot of players under the age of 25 But those players are out there practicing. Those players are not missing practice due to injury. Those players are participating in preseason games. And so when you're able to see just like the time on task, the continuity, the stuff that they're building together, like the more you're able to do that, which is part of the reason why I think they're really leaning on this last preseason game, which, you know, if Buffalo's not playing their starters, then the Bears wouldn't be playing their starters. Like there's no, there would have no incentive to do that even though they need to. So this might actually be the best case scenario just to be able to work on the operation, get in, get in and out of the huddle efficiently. And, and, you know, don't have any pre-snap stuff. Like that's the stuff that you're seeing teams that, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just named Baker Mayfield, their starting quarterback. He's getting those reps. Same thing that you're seeing in with Jordan love in green Bay. It's the time and the repetition that when you have this many injuries, there's naturally going to be a setback because who you're going in with on a temporary basis is probably not who you want to be playing with week one most more times than not. And that's that's just the hand that they're dealt with right now and the hand that naturally puts them behind the eight ball in certain respects. Do
0: you have a projection, Courtney, for like who's gonna make this team and who isn't? I'm not asking you to whittle, you know, eighty down or ninety down to fifty three, but if you had to select a couple of names that may be a touch of a surprise that won't be. On this team, who would you be leaning towards at this point?
2: There's a lot of conversation around the quarterback situation, and I get that. Um, and that's why I think PJ Walker makes the roster. Like the contract itself is not a ton. There's two million in guarantees, and sometimes when these roster decisions are made, politics end up winning out, where somebody might be better suited to be the backup to Justin Fields. Now, I've, I my projection comes out after the game, and barring anything that that happens on Saturday, I have Tyson Bajan on the roster. I think that even Matt Eberflus today talking about, you know, how these decisions are made and sometimes you don't want to put a young guy out there. So there's film on him and other teams can, you know, if you end up cutting him, other teams might try to get him before you can get him on your practice squad. Those are very real like 3d chess sort of elements that NFL teams play. So that's why I've got them carrying three onto the active roster. Now we'll see if that means he's truly, the number two quarterback behind Justin Fields or not but you know as far as some of the you know some of the other positions like I think with the defensive line you've got to keep both Terrell Lewis and Travis Gibson which is not like the sexiest of position battles when you're thinking about you know this coming down to the wire but both have been incredibly productive in these preseason games I would like Rasheen Green is technically ahead of them on the depth chart but he hasn't done much in these preseason games i do wonder if they'll try to like get those two onto the roster and then move him on move green through the waiver process onto uh the practice squad but you know the health of the defensive line is still a concern too because demarcus walker has not like he was back and then he then he's not so again these are like the Revolving door we've seen, which are certainly going to factor into some of the position battles and some of the roster decisions that end up getting made next Tuesday.
0: I got to say as well, like I hope all these guys are back uh, for the opening game against the Green Bay Packers. But when you aren't doing football stuff, as Sylvia, you and I were talking about earlier, your conditioning, your football—you know—the calluses that need to be developed to play. My concern is, is the guys jump right back in and then find themselves compromised because they haven't been practicing. Am I just that, a football that's what warrior I'm worried about. or, you know? I don't think
1: so. You played, you know. I know.
0: And the, the part of me that played said, I have no idea how you could sit out and practice for three weeks. And then all of a it's sudden. It's more than
1: three weeks though for Walker and Davis. I know. Like, and Claypool and, and yeah. Brisker.
2: It's, I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate concern. Like, you can take all of the walk-through reps you want. You yes. Can, you, you can be in the classroom studying until your head explodes. Like, there is something about being in pad, doing, you know, executing whatever technique, whatever alignment, assignment, other coach speak element you want to throw out there. That stuff outweighs anything that you're doing away from it. Yes, the thing locked in and engaged is, is important, but the muscle memory, the pure like benefit of rep on rep on rep, that stuff matters. That stuff isn't just, oh, well, they'll be okay. Like he's been in the meeting room. He's been locked in and engaged It's Tremaine Edmonds thing. Like I understand what they've been saying, and that's great. That's great from a leadership perspective, but it's not great from an on-field thing because when somebody else, when the other team that you're trying to scheme against has been, you've got players who have been practicing on a consistent basis and nobody's dealing with full health. We know that. But to have guys who have missed upwards of, you know, three weeks of practice expecting them to go in week one and it look perfect, that's short sighted and that's unrealistic. And I don't even think that the Bears would try to sell you on that if they're talking to you really about what's going on with some of these injuries because you know, the confidence factor that you can have. I mean, Patrick Mahomes needs practice. So you can't just have somebody sit for three weeks and expect that they're going to be this polished product when they come back. That's just not the way that it works. Courtney,
0: on that note, real quick, you've talked to your – I'm sure you've talked to your colleagues around the NFL. Where do the Bears stand at this point in terms of the number of people that are sitting out? Are are there other teams that have comparable situations, or is this kind of the exception to the rule around the league?
2: You know, I I don't know. I haven't, like, run the numbers to see who else is dealing with this many injuries, and, you know – there are teams that do have more clarity on their injury situation, or at least are publicly, publicly speaking. They're willing to, like, talk about those things. There's so much ambiguity around these. so it could, But they're not all vet days, too, you know what I mean? That that's the problem with having an injury list or, you know, a DNP list of 21 guys. You don't know how many of those are, you know, actually injured or dealing with something and they're close to returning week to week, day to day. Like, there's all these, like, really ambiguous labels that have been placed on all of this that make it a very hard situation to parse through to know, okay, are the Bears the only team that's dealing with it to this level? I mean, 21 guys not practicing, whether – if you gave all 21 of them vet days, that would still be, um, like, really concerning. That's 22% of your 90-man roster. So I haven't – to my knowledge, I haven't heard of any other team – that has it like that, but I also wouldn't be surprised if other teams are trying to use the month of August, at least with their guys that they know need like a uh, soft tissue stuff, need another week to get ready, probably doing the same as the bears, but nobody has numbers like this. Yeah.
1: Any other notes? And are you uh, joining your first uh, bears official pregame show with Dion and me?
2: Yeah. Yes. To the second part of that. So you guys just let me know when you need me there. Thank um, you. The other note, I Cole Komet's back. So, Like, I think this could have been nipped in the bud very early on yesterday if there was some sort of clarity that it's not a serious injury. And since, you know, since it's been addressed and since it's happened, he got hit going over the middle of the field on a play. And, you know, he goes to the sideline, looked at that moment like he was being evaluated for a concussion. Matt Eberflus was asked about that today. He didn't want to get into any specifics. He said he's fine, he's normal, whatever, whatever. But, like, he's back, so... I guess that was a scare. I know that like when we tweeted it because of the restrictions that we have on the NFL's reporting policy, you know, you try to make it sound like it's not nearly as serious. Um when when, somebody, when you say cart, some people are going to think that, that that it's like serious, but it could be, you know, somebody not being able to walk potentially and let alone this is somebody the team just gave a 50 million dollar extension to, but it was good to see him back out there today. I thought that, that was You know, among a a day where there's still a lot of injuries, like to have Kmet back out there and not missing a beat, uh, whatever happened, whatever they're going to say happened yesterday was clearly a non-issue.
1: Great work. Uh, We appreciate it, Courtney, and we will talk on Saturday. All Thanks, Courtney.
2: Sounds great. Thanks, guys.
1: There she is, Courtney Cronin, all over the Bears. And uh, we've got Waddle's World coming up next. I know the Cubs have made a move today. Oh, they have? So there's something for you to uh, report on there. We'll have some fun inside Waddle's World. Jesse's going to join us uh, coming up at uh, 5 o'clock. We've got Would You Rather. I've got a Would You Rather for you. Would you rather sign Cody Bellinger at uh, $210 million or would you rather sign Shohei Otani as just a bat for $400 million? not my money. So, like, give me your best would-you-rather. Send them to Charlie Bevins and Tyler Aki. Hashtag it WS would-you-rather. Tweet them to us, and you'll win a gift card to the Pride Store if we like yours best. Charlie just winked at me. Did he give you a wink? He gave me a wink. A creepy, a creepy old man no,
0: wink. No, no, it wasn't well, creepy. It was well, just one I of those. Just, uh, hey, teammate. Yeah. yeah you gotcha, I got gotcha you in
1: here. A wink is naturally yeah. creepy, though. Really? Yeah. I think it depends on who the winker is. What's on your nose, by the way? Too show the Twitch people. We, like, I don't know. Where you got there? like a dot on your nose. What do you got? There? It's probably from a headset. Yeah. The headset is shedding. Or I don't know. Maybe you it's said, just you a said giant shedding. 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 Or need. maybe it's a giant zit. No, it was like a yeah, it was like a speckle. Is it? Is it like I don't do it's the booger, I don't have yeah. I don't do the booger sugar. No, thing, why, so it's not it wasn't that. No, it was it was, it was yeah. like a brownish something brown. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you a, saying? Yeah, I don't
0: know. I, I'm saying you're going to walk to uh, Northwest Indiana if you're not careful there on Sunday,
1: Mister. We've got Waddles World next. It's that time again Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. That's Tom right, John. Waddle's
0: World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Trust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Trust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. I do have a Uranus um, huh? story today. Uh, there's a lot of There's a lot of space stuff in Waddle's World for the second half. Do we have uh, Florida or Ohio today, Tyler? No. We have no, time. okay. So Florida, I will bring Ohio. you a couple of pa- uh, space stories. But there's also some good uh, sports stuff, including this. This is what I've been
1: hearing. Did you see the Cubs stuff, though, too? No, By okay. The way, Give me your your, Keegan your Thompson, Cubs. Keegan Thompson Cubs was called back up. Okay. And uh, they sent Rucker down. Rucker struggled yesterday. So they need fresh bullpen arms, too. So remember, Keegan Thompson at one point was a – they looked at him pretty highly. Oh, yeah, I mean, think you bag. were in love he's, with him. He's been Cubs struggling for one, I was was. Uh, you made fun of me for being in love with Justin Steele last year. I don't think so. Yes, you did. I don't recall that. Remember Balls of Steel? You you made fun of that. So much so that I had suggested
0: to you before the season began that Justin Steele should be a bet of yours for the Cy Young. Yeah. R- you came around, but you were making fun of it last I mean, year. Um, That's true. Okay, so you're done with your Cubs news, or would you like to wax poetic about something else Cubs-related? No. As they continue to play the dregs of Major League Baseball. They're on the dregs tour. After that, though, it gets tough. Uh, Here's a funny story. Well, this isn't funny. There is some humor to it, but the the end of it's not humorous. I guess Kevin Hart thought he could beat former Patriots running back Stephen Ridley in a 40-yard dash. Well, he couldn't. Not only did he lose the race, but Hart also suffered a torn lower abdomen, which has now left Ooh. him in a wheelchair. What? Yeah.
1: So that is that is the definition of taking the owl.
0: That's the yes. That's the don't let your bulldog mouth uh, get in the way of your hummingbird ass. That's kind of the the essence of that. So Just, get, that
1: could, that could cause you to have to be in a wheelchair. Well, if you Four, tear an
0: abdomen ab- muscle and you had to have surgery for it, I guess so. This story here is, I get, there's two issues with this story. First of all, have we figured out if Dove Kleiman is actually a person? Well, it's got to be a, there's got to okay. be a person I don't mean to be dis- disrespectful to said Dove, but... Could be a bot, though. What do you because mean? Because we had this conversation last year, right? Well, see, if if someone's really, uh, got to
1: be running it, doesn't it?
0: Not necessarily, like there's, I mean... That's part of what have Elon has done picture? with Twitter, but like we've never seen because like his isn't no. his Twitter right? It's a, it's it's a cartoon, yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Is it somebody that that no one knows? He's at NFL underscore Dove Climate. Well, anyway, this is his report. The Bears and Rams have expressed interest in trading for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, according to Colts beat writer, a Colts beat writer.
1: Well, see, and, that, that's not his... He's an aggregator is okay, all he that's is. Fine. He takes other people's report and, and he amplifies it. That. That's fine. Okay, so I'm not, like, coming
0: at him for any reason or whoever Dove is. I don't know. But this concept that the Bears are interested in Jonathan Taylor makes zero sense. Can you please convince me in a, what world would you be interested in Jonathan Taylor based on how they have handled their business so far. Now, again, is Jonathan Taylor a better running back than everyone in their running back room? Absolutely. I would say yes. But they've had a very defined approach to the running back room over the course of the last 18 months. They have not spent a ton of money on the position as the trend has kind of developed over the course of time. They weren't willing to keep David Montgomery. Thanks. Good luck to you. We appreciate what you did for us, but we're not going to overspend. I think they've taken a very prudent approach. They drafted Roshan Johnson in the fifth, fourth round, fifth round, fifth round this year. Fourth fourth, round, fourth, fourth round this
1: year. And, And he's flashed. Yes.
0: Why in the world, other than Ryan Poles being very friendly with Chris Ballard and maybe trying to do him, you know, a solid, by saying throw our name out there, we say you're fine. We say we're talking to try to build a little buzz and a little bit of, of
1: you know, leverage for yourself. Why uh, there's like, like you you have a real that's a great theory. Throw that theory out more. What's you're that? speaking of amplifying it? That's an interesting theory. Well, I'm all I'm saying about is about is, buddies helping buddies. I'm. This is
0: my point to you. The only conclusion that I personally. I'm not reporting. I'm not aggregating. The only conclusion that I can come to based on how the Bears have treated the wide res- or the running back room. And by the way, the, the guys down in India are talking about, well, we need a one or a two. You have just done a brilliant job stockpiling your draft picks. You have a defined approach to the running back position. And now all of a sudden you're going to part company with a, a draft pick
1: on day one or two. For Jonathan Taylor, who's a fantastic player. I'm with you. No, I'm talking about your point about Ryan Poles and Chris Ballard who have worked together. They were just together in Indy. Maybe this is Poles doing Ballard a favor, putting it out there, whispering, saying, hey, yeah, you can use us, saying, oh, the Bears have called. That's all I'm saying. and, And they haven't. But this is maybe the Bears used the Colts in getting a deal done with Carolina for the number one overall Could pick. Have, yes. You know, so maybe... Good point. Maybe now, they, now we're you know, in this. Uh, I'm scratching your back, now yeah. you scratch my back. That's the you only know, conclusion that makes deal. sense. they friends helping friends. Right. Because... They work together in Kansas City together. Yes.
0: And, and look, I don't have any problem with it. I just, when I heard the Bears' name attached to Jonathan Taylor, I was like, that, that, that again, makes no sense know, to it, me.
1: They have, in my book... Put together the running back room Very that nicely. is so 2023 the yes. smart way. Yes, they have used Deontay Foreman, who has revitalized his career rushing for 900 yards. Yes, they have taken Herbert, who has a great yards per carry um, as far as last year is concerned. But isn't it good in protection? Not a great right. receiver. But 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 again, could run well. Yes, and then they have taken this. Uh, a draft pick who isn't getting paid a lot and wasn't drafted highly and they've put them all together and by the way that's not all they've got in there they've got another guy from Seattle Travis Homer who's a good special teams player in there could catch the ball on the backfield and that is a modern backfield that, and with Justin Fields running the ball you can go for two thousand plus yards, and by the way, with your rushing attack. By the way, this isn't
0: just about spending money, which they still have money spent. Right. This is about giving up draft compensation for a player. It's both, but it, it's both. Right. But like, it just does it. The whole. When I read that, it's not that I got irritated. I was just like, really, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: None. But again, it, it may be the Colts using the Bears yes. for leverage to get a trade done with another team.
0: General Manager John Lynch says that Trey Lance most likely, in air quotes, will remain with the 49ers. We didn't talk about this, obviously, yesterday because we don't cover the Niners very closely. But Sam Darnold was named the backup quarterback yesterday. Brock Purdy, obviously, their starter. I, and And... Look, you know how much I appreciate the 49ers and how they play the game. I think that it's offensive football porn that they they, they put together on a week-in and week-out basis. And, and it's highlighted by their head coach. And the 49ers have gone to the NFC title game three of the last four years with guys that maybe you mm-hmm. wouldn't think would get you there. Brock Purdy last year. In limited play, I think he played nine games, completed 67% of his passes threw 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, and had a 107 quarterback rating. And i take nothing away from that kid, but he's in the perfect system with a perfect coach. Right. You can make the argument that this is one of the worst, if not the worst, trades at this moment that has been made in recent NFL history. Sure. Trey Lance, they gave up, what, three ones? Yes. Yeah. What
1: if they would have made the right pick there? What if they would have taken Fields? Would Fields be, a, like, we think Fields is going to be really good? Would he be a lot further under I, that coach? Uh,
0: I would think that you're, as much as I think of Luke Etsy there's real, I mean,
1: I I think Kyle Shanahan's the best of the best. Of course so he is. yes, I would say he would have been in better hands. Like, if Brock Purdy would have been drafted by another coach, he probably would not have played yet, may have not have even made a team, or the team on another, of another team would have gotten him. Right. It's, again, like, it's got to be that fit. You've got to be fortunate enough to find that fit. Yes. Like, what would Kurt Warner have been if he, I always say, if he wouldn't have gone to the greatest show on turf in that system?
0: You never know. You've got to find, there's no question, you have to find the right spots. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think that this is, this is worse than the, Mitch, the trade for Mitch. In terms of what you gave up, I mean, Mitch, they just flipped first-round picks and added what a third and a fourth. Now you, you decided not to draft Patrick Mahomes, a guy who may end up being the best quarterback that has ever lived. But based on what you gave up and what you got out of him, like Mitch, still was the starting quarterback for a 12-win team. Trey Lance, I don't know. Yeah, that's... I know he's been hurt, and he hasn't been given much of a chance, but i said true. to you. San
1: Francisco screwed up twice. Yes. Yeah, they screwed up twice with the Mahomes and with yeah, with Trey Lance. Look, they've done a really nice job
0: coaching and developing, but right now I think the, the jury is still out on some of their offensive selections. But uh, And again, one of the, uh, the biggest stories of the day, certainly that uh, Shohei has an elbow tear. Will not pitch uh, again this season, and I believe it is still up in the air whether or not he will serve as the DH for the Angels also. So uh, that's that's a story. Uh, so when we come back, I do have a couple of interesting stories. I told you uh, I do have a story about Uranus.
1: Mine or the planet? N- the planet. Okay. Unless you would
0: like to add some clarity. Mine's to- good. Okay. Uh, and I've got a handful of... Uh, of uh, of planet and uh, UFO stories here. I got more than one. We go into space. So we're going to go into space when we come back.
2: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
0: NASA wants your help studying Uranus from
1: behind next month. Of course, from behind. Do you know what even that that means? That means um, that the radar is just stop. from behind the desk. The radar. The radar. The, what? If you have a large
0: backyard telescope, you can collaborate with NASA in its latest effort to investigate the ice giants, Uranus and Neptune.
1: Have you ever heard of Uranus and Neptune referred to as the ice giants? No, I was just going to say that, but I haven't heard much. of anything. I'm not good with this stuff. No? Have you heard of it? As I have the not I-
0: known that either uh, Uranus and Neptune... The two ice giants.
1: Who are the two ice giants? There's like the gassy ones. They're not known Right. And the ice giants. Did you know that, Charlie? Yeah. You know, Jupiter's right next there, right, right next door, I'm pretty sure, and it's very gassy. Yeah. What well, Saturn. Saturn. The Yurko of planets. I think Saturn's also very Saturn, gassy. Saturn's Saturn. rings, That's what right? the ring is. The rings are. Gas. gas? yeah. Uh-huh. What about... A lot uh, of gas uh, around Uranus. What's that? A lot of gas around Uranus.
0: Is there? I, I don't think so, because Uranus is, a, is an ice planet. But There's in you the no gas. There's
1: no gas. In the order, I think, because well, it goes to around it. Yeah. Not not in
0: yeah. yeah. the order, come on, don't uh, give me Venus that. Venus
1: is the closest to the sun. Are you sure? Yes, because I read a book, like a children's book, about this when I was a child, and then uh, I think it's Mars, and then Earth,
0: and I got nothing. Else. Is Mars closer to the sun than the Earth? I,
1: I don't, don't know, know why I turned to look that. at no. you. I don't know. I'm eating, Tyler. I'm eating a chicken
2: breast.
0: Anyway, so uh, despite increasing pleas from the astronomical community... Astronomical, that that sounds odd. No return is locked in, and even in the best-case scenario, it will be two decades before a spacecraft could reach Uranus. That's how long it would take. A return to Neptune could be twice as distant. Mm. Until then, all we can do to learn about these two systems is comb through data from Voyager 2 for anything we missed and view them remotely in the backyard by combining multiple instruments all focused on these worlds at once astronomers think they can learn more than each could manage individually so they're just telling you that you know what if you've got a giant telescope in your backyard and you're taking a close look at uranus and neptune they would like for you to uh, give them whatever uh, information you discern. Were you ever a telescope guy? No, no.
1: You know, you'd go in to see these people's homes and you'd see them with a yeah, giant telescope. telescope. Oh. It was immediately you thought, oh, they're really smart. No, I think they were just spying on like people. Uh, oh, who you live think next they were door. creeps? Yes. Oh, so they weren't really smart people. I think they so. were just creepy. A lot of people I knew were creeps w- would have them like in high rises. Did you know that that uh, that they were creeps? No, I, I, they would just they'd have it right by the window there. Okay,
0: I have dueling NASA directors and scientists. Okay, uh, NASA director calls bunk on the existence of UFOs. Absolutely not. She thinks ET is BS. BS. That's BS. Top member of NASA's brass is doubling down that Earthlings have yet to observe a UFO of alien origin. Her remarks coming amid extra interest in extraterrestrials fueled by bombshell congressional hearings and alien whistleblowers. When the Jet Propulsion Laboratory Director, Dr. Lori LeShan, was asked by the uh, local Fox affiliate in Phoenix last week if she had seen spacecraft made from outside this world, she had an out-of-this-world response. Absolutely not, she said with a
1: laugh and a head shake of no. And then she said total bunk, huh? Total bunk. Or did the, the, the writer add that? Have you ever used that term, no, total bunk? No, I have not. No.
0: She said, I mean, look, there's clearly a lot of interest in this, this topic. Our interest is in actually scientifically following the evidence and looking for life elsewhere. But I think we have the chance within our lifetime to answer a lot of tough questions. Now, I go to another NASA scientist who admits she's absolutely certain that there is alien life and reveals certain. the best place to find it is nearby. Where? The expert tore, told a newspaper about her alien theory and where she thinks life is hiding. Dr. Michelle Fowler works as a scientist at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center and has decades of experience. She told the paper, I definitely think we'll find life on another planet. I think that our own solar system, we're quite close to it. But once again, we don't have that 100% thing. That's a scientific term. On Mars, we see chemistry that on Earth, if it were here, we would say is due to life. But the question is, how well do we understand Mars, and are we being fooled by something?
1: Yeah, I think we are. are Like, life is we know it. Like, it's there. I'm I'm with you. And finally, a Georgia man
0: is arrested for stealing his neighbor's entire front porch. Georgia man is facing a felony charge after he, he was saw a, this porch off. was accused of stealing a full wooden porch from his neighbor. The porch owner told investigators that while his property may have an abandoned look, the porch and other items on the land were not up for grabs. It's a full <laughs> eight foot by ten foot porch. It would be what goes on to an hour for entry and exit. I don't even know what the hell that means. It's very well constructed, though. Allegedly, wall, uh, Robin Swanger. Walked past several no trespassing signs and took the porch, which was not attached to a home at the time of the alleged oh, the death. the porch was
1: just sitting there, just sitting like, there. like just a lonely porch. people park. may
0: shrug their shoulders and say it's not a big deal, but when you take someone's property without their consent and the value of this porch is $3,000, you can't just go and take stuff off someone's uh, property. You see that sign? It says no
1: trespassing. Exactly.
0: You feels- can't take my porch? <laughs> that feels cheap for a porch. $3,000? Well, well, it's only eh. 8 foot by 10 foot.
1: I don't, I don't it's know. what eight, 8 by 10 foot. Ten. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's not as big as you know, make it. I have a conception of yeah. feet. Well, I mean, 8 foot by 10 foot is probably, we're probably Three. at 8 foot here. and to so here. It's not even the size right. of the studio.
1: So it's like I'm the sure. size of my apartment. <laughs> That's all think- your apartment is? It's pretty small. I I it was like two and a half of me, or like it's it's like me. Wait, did you lay down and to measure your your apartment space? Do you have a Do you have a studio? Yeah, I have a studio. Do you have air conditioning? Yeah. Well, I have a I have a unit, but it's not like central. I want to ask you more about this when we come back. I want to stay on time. All right, we 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 go inside Charlie's apartment next. At your own risk.